Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Winnipeg, Manitoba, where yesterday it was minus 10. A lot warmer today in the peg. Guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open for lunch Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. It is the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers will play without Oscar Clefbaum and Chris Russell tonight. Cam Talbot starts a goal against Connor Hellebuck. Time now for one of the more popular segments of the week. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, former Oilers player, current analyst for Hockey Night in Canada, as well as the Oilers broadcasts, Louis DeBrusque. Louis, the Edmonton Oilers uh, looked at their schedule. They said, hey, we got Minnesota, good team. Calgary, top spot in the Western Conference. Colorado in the mix. Tonight, Winnipeg, four straight games against top teams from the Western Conference. Oilers are 3-0 so far. How have they done it? Well, you know what? They've done it by being sound structurally, really, and getting excellent goaltending. You know, I think they're getting production from so many different people right now which is a real plus, something they struggled with early in the year. They're starting to get that depth scoring and have guys come out and have big games. But listen, Miko Koskinen's been outstanding when he's been between the pipes. He's given them an opportunity to win every game that he's played. Cam Talbot has won his last two starts, so he's given them an opportunity to win. When you have great goaltending like that, it just spreads out throughout the D's and out to the forwards. It's the confidence booster of your team. And right now under Ken Hitchcock, they've they've tightened things up defensively. They're battling harder in front of their goaltenders, so I believe they're not getting as good a chance as against. But uh, when they do get those great A's, the goaltenders are coming up with the same and that just, again, um, makes you feel pretty good on the bench. It makes you want to go out there and play hard in front of them, and that's exactly what's happened right now, and they've been doing it with some stingy defense and some timely scoring. Louis, when uh, Ken Hitchcock came aboard as head coach the Edmonton Oilers, first question, and I asked him the first question, it was about wanting to coach Edmonton. The second question was, what did he see in the team? And he immediately said the strength of the team is in goal. Uh, so he he empowered the goaltenders a bit. Talked about the fact that he's got two good goalies. 
And then the next day, he talked about wanting to work with Yessa Pugliarvi as Edmonton recalled up Yessa Pugliarvi. He said, I want to work with this player. What does it mean to a player when the coach is publicly saying, hey, if you're a goalie, the strength of the team is the goaltenders, or if you're a guy like Yessa Pugliarvi, who's a struggling young player, says, I want to work with that player. What does it mean to that guy? It means a lot. It means it's... It, it's really important. I think it was really smart on Ken Hitchcock's part. He's been around for a long time, and you know what? He understands the situation. So what did he do when he came in here? He picked some of the areas that maybe struggled under Todd McClellan, and obviously attacked them. Those are the, those are the areas that he knew right away that if he was going to be successful here, he was going to have to turn around. He was going to have to get them on the right page. So he comes in. Number one, the first thing that he does, he relies on the veterans. He puts the identity line together. He 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 praises them. He talks about how important they are. For the team and they have been very important for the team. They've been the energy provider and they, they have been the identity of the team and the tone setter. All three of those guys, when you look at Lucic, Cassian and Brodzak have played better and they have more of a responsibility. Then he empowers the goaltenders by telling them that they are the, the biggest part of the team and the most important aspect of this team. That's the strength. The goaltenders. They go out, they've rewarded him with some really good play. Then he goes and takes a young guy like Yesapoyarvi and says, listen, we want more from you. He's a good player. He puts him up on the second line. He was on the ice in the last minute and a half against the Calgary Flames in a one nothing game. Yep. I talked to him in the dressing room the next day, and he said that he has never been in his professional career in North America on the ice in the last minute and a half protecting a one-goal lead. The smile on his face, I mean, that just builds confidence in a young player, the fact that you're out there at that point in time. Um, so all of these things, when you combine them together, he's just really good at empowering guys to feel good about their game, to believe they can provide more. And I think especially with Pogliarvi, I think that the thing that really set um, hits home for me is that he's trying to explain to a young guy that it's not always about putting up points that makes you productive and important to a team. You have to do other things as well, and you can be a big piece of the team not scoring goals. Uh, there's a lot of players in the league that are like that. They bring other elements to the game. So he's trying to broaden those horizons with Pogliarvi and, and build him, like he says, into maybe a real good third liner first, and we'll go from there and see what happens. Maybe he's a second liner, maybe he's a first liner. You don't know. But you have to work on those fundamentals first, and the confidence has to be there to work on those. We're joined by Louis DeBrus for NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. Louis, uh, yesterday as we flew from uh, Denver to Winnipeg, I put a tweet out, and I just reminded people again, speaking of Yessa Pogliarvi, at the same age, Blake Wheeler was in his second year at the University of Minnesota. He would play another year at the University of Minnesota. And it took him, you know, he was a good player when he came into the league after that. But it took him years to become a star, which he now is with the Jets. I'm not saying that, yes, the Pugliarvi is ever going to be a star. But what I am saying is sometimes it takes specifically bigger, rangier players longer to develop. It does, and I think there's so much expectation now on high picks in the National Hockey League at a young age, more so than there ever was when I came up through the ranks and the years that I, you know, when I started doing the broadcasting. It, it, today's players are a little different, and people expect instant results when they take high picks. But here's the thing. It doesn't always work out that way, and I agree. I think that, you know, some players just develop at a different pace. But he's a young guy. He's still feeling his body out. He's still learning how to be strong at that size, at this level. 
I see some differences. You know what? And the one thing most important, and I think, again, going back to what, what Ken Hitchcock talked about, building up some confidence in a young man, making him feel important, making him feel part of the group, and getting him on board that for him to be successful at this level, he needs to learn how to work really hard at this level. Uh, he might have been able to do that in juniors with his size and out-muscle out people and manhandle people. When you come to this level, it's the strongest, biggest, fastest guys in the world. It's a whole different animal. And it takes guys sometimes a little bit of time to figure that out. Look at Miko Rantanen. You know, Miko Rantanen had a tremendous year last year, 84 points, career high. That line was one of the most dynamic in the league, and this year they are the most dynamic in the league offensively in Colorado. But he even said himself, as a six foot four, 230-pound guy, 225 pounds, he had to go into the offseason and work on his balance and edges because he was getting pushed off of pucks last year. Because these guys here, when they hit you, they cross-check a little bit harder. When these guys come in and put you into the wall, they put you into the wall a little bit harder than what you're used to. So he came back this year. He's bigger, stronger, and we all know now what the results of that are. He's just a beast down low. He can hold on to a puck longer. And I'm starting to see a little bit of that improvement with, with Yessa. He's starting to be stronger on pucks. I still would like to see him move his feet a little bit more. I'd like to see him get a little more confident in getting shots away because I think that's a real strength of his game that needs to start coming out in his game is be a little more aggressive offensively when he has his opportunities. Louis DeBrus joining us. Louis, no Oscar Clefbaum. Ken Hitchcock seeing weeks. Uh, the guy is playing north of 25 minutes a game, uh, anchoring the Oilers' top pairing, and it was a top pairing. Uh, how much are they going to miss uh, big Oscar Clefbaum? Well, they're going to find out really, really in short order how much they are going to miss him, and he, he was playing fantastic. And Anybody that eats up that many minutes, especially against the players he was playing against, uh, it's really hard to fill those minutes. But there's been there's going to be some guys that are going to get opportunities to play more minutes. Uh, they lost Chris Russell for a little bit in that last game as well, too, so they were down to four defensemen for a period of time. It, you know what, this is this team's been lucky this year when you look at it. They've been very healthy. They've been able to, to maintain a roster. They've been able to kind of plow through some adversity. They're starting to play together now, and this is now the next step in in that growth is, okay, now that we have a, a key player out of the lineup, how do we respond to that? How do other guys step up and fill those holes? We saw Darnell Nurse step in there in the first power play unit. He scored a big goal against the Avalanche, so that's a nice step for him. But uh, this is going to be by committee. They're going to have to shuffle some things around here, try and find a couple pairings. And um, looks like Jones has been recalled from, from Bakersfield, so he might get a sniff in there and step in as well. But this is what it's all about. This is where you rely on your depth. This is where you rely on guys that are down your American Hockey League. And you certainly rely on the veteran guys that are already here to step up and fill more minutes. Winnipeg Jets, you've done several of their games over the last couple of years. This is a good hockey team, isn't it? This is a team that's been on the rise, you know, and, this, and, and they really are starting to find their game. And, you know, they're off to their best 30-game start in their franchise history since relocating from Atlanta. Last year they had 39 points after 30 games. They've got 40 after 30 here. Um, this is a real strong team. They're deep. They're big. big they're offensive. Uh, they've been together now for a few years. The nucleus of this team is a real deep core, and they've got some great, exciting young players. And you know what? It's you, you got to give a lot of uh, credit to Kevin Shoveldayoff off the way he's been able to to build this team, and and now it's starting to really come together. Um, I think last year they were a threat. They get by Vegas, and, and it would have been an amazing series. I think I do believe they're going to be peaking again this year at the right time. And they're a formidable opponent. Anytime you go up against them, they can play so many different ways. Edmonton had a great comeback victory the last time they were in here to win that game. And 
I have no doubt that Winnipeg remembers that and they're going to be ready for this game, so Edmonton's going to have to be ready for this game. One final one for you. We like to talk about stuff that happened to you in your career, and I'm just wondering, there is a game in here where Darren Quint scored like two goals in four or five <laughs> seconds on Joaquin Gage. Yeah. Were you playing in that game? I do believe I was playing in that game, yeah. I uh, I played with uh, Darren later on in Phoenix, and uh, we talked about that exactly, and he was one of those guys that had a real offensive upside and could really shoot the puck, but that was kind of one of those things where it was right off a of faceoff. I think he came in and just shot the puck for the second right, one. It right, was yeah. like it was like literally, you know, face off back, come up, take a shot on net, which was more of a dump in. And Joaquin and, Gage yeah. is a great guy, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know what? It just just kind of handcuffed him and went in. So that's how you score in that quick succession. But yeah, he uh, that's probably his claim to fame when you think about it. the two two really quick goals. All right, Louis, we got to let you get down to the room. Go say hi to Charlie Huddy. So thanks for joining us here in uh, Winners Now. Thanks, bud. That is Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Hockey Night in Canada. It's 1244 in Edmonton. Bob Stopper with you uh, in Winnipeg. The Oilers have made it official. They've activated forward Tobias Reeder. We'll hear from Tobias a little bit later on. Uh, off of IR, Reeder missed 13 games. And they've placed Chris Russell on IR. So the Oilers uh, down to their top 4D. We will throw it to break. We're still the coming Oilers now. Jack Michaels in conversation with Kyle Connor. Bob Stopper joining you from Winnipeg. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Ched. 1248 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper with you on Oilers Now. I'm in Winnipeg. Brian Burke coming up today at 105. Brian's appearance is brought to you by our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. The Oilers and the Jets tonight. The Jets, a very good hockey team in Edmonton down. Two defensemen, not one but two, Clefbaum and Russell now out. Russell officially placed on injured reserve. The Oilers activating Tobias Reeder up front. Caleb Jones, by the way. Uh, is in Winnipeg, but his equipment is not. They were hoping to get it to him later this afternoon. Jets 19-9-2. The Oilers have moved up to 17-12-2. They're like six points out of first place in the Western Conference. How about that comeback last night, by the way, by the Calgary Flames? That was wild. We were watching that at, uh, in the hotel bar last night. And just I, I said to the guys at 5-3, this game is not over yet. The Flyers are struggling to get saves. Uh, Philadelphia in Edmonton, uh, home and cool right now. They'll be watching tonight's game, the Oilers and the Flyers tomorrow night, their one and only visit to Rogers Place. Again, uh, Edmonton banged up. Oscar Klepom, he took a shot off his hand, which was gripping the stick at the time, which meant the puck had nowhere to go when the Oilers were killing the first penalty of the game against the uh, Avalanche the other night. He's going to be out, as Ken Hitchcock said, weeks just found Chris Russell is, uh, he missed a couple shifts against Colorado, came back in that game, but he is out. And one thing about Russell, he's a tough guy. He has had some groin issues over the, his uh, tenure as an Edmonton Oiler. Of course, Andre Secker is with the team, but he's not ready to come back yet, rehabbing from that torn Achilles uh, uh, tendon. So uh, at, in practice today, Darnell Nurse, expect him to play close to 25 minutes with Adam Larson. Of course, Klepom was playing over 25 minutes a game. Kevin Gravel and Matt Benning basically move up from the third pairing to the second pairing. Garrison will be with Weidman. Uh, Garrison has played 12 games this season as an order, but he's been scratched 14 of the last 17 games. Chris Weidman's played just two games with Edmonton, been scratched seven of the last eight. By the way, the one game that uh, during that 
stretch that Weidman played was in Dallas when Connor McDavid was sick. Cam Talbot will start in goal for the Edmonton Oilers. The Jets are talented, and they can score. There's no question about that. Don't know if they'll be able to keep all of this group together moving forward, but uh, Kyle Connor scored 31 goals last season. And Kyle Connor is already at 13 goals and 28 points in 30 games. I mean, realistically, he's probably going to have back-to-back 30-goal seasons, which is going to get him somewhere between 6.5 and, and probably $7.5 million per year. And he's going to be the cheaper of the two wingers they got to sign because they got to sign Line as well. He's got over 100 goals in the last three years, and I'm including this season. He's got 36, 44, and 21 this year in 30 games. Uh, speaking of Kyle Connor, Jack Michaels caught up with him. Let's get to that conversation. Yes, everybody wants to be in the playoff hockey game. So how do we how do we emulate that right now? Where these games, not per se, it doesn't matter, but it's not the same intensity, right? So it's different, isn't it? It's different. You want to get back to there, but it doesn't have the same uh, intensity. But that's where we got to ramp ourselves up, and you know, everybody's got to find that motivation to, you know, realize that these points are are big and they're just as big as you know January, February, March, and when it comes down to the line in the playoff race. And so if we can develop and play that over an 82-game schedule, we'll, you know, we'll be ready playing that playoff hockey. What would you say the biggest difference is playing with Little and Line A as compared to Shifley and Wheeler? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think we get more chances uh, off off the rush, per se, I think, with, you know, Little and okay. Patty. It's um, not equal-ish, but it's more zone time, I'd say, with, with the other guys. Gotcha. They, they love to, you know, hold pucks and, you know, find that find that extra play and, you know, carry the puck off the wall. And, um, so it's a little different that way, but, you know, they're both, both pretty dynamic. Both guys on both lines are pretty dynamic players so it's does it change much in what you do no it doesn't i think for me it's this it's just been the same thing ever since yeah. um you know i've been here you know play with lots of speed and i think i got that pace and um, you know skill to make plays off the rush and in zone so it's it's it hasn't changed much for me finally i look i know it was two months ago but when you see edmonton on the schedule inevitably do you think we kind of owe these guys one we really let them off the hook last time yeah um, you remember certain games like like that, uh, especially losses um, this team. So um, you know that's not our main focus coming into the day. Uh, but um, I think it'll be it'll be a good game the way they're playing and um, you know the way we are too. All right, uh, that is Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets. Twelve fifty-three at Edmonton. Bob Stopper with you. Uh, you can text us at six thirty. Six thirty. We're going to go to our Heartland Ford text line. Uh, this text comes from Craig. He says, Bob, I've got to give Ken Hitchcock a huge amount of credit for the way he has empowered so many Oilers against Colorado. Milan Lucic had the biggest smile I've ever seen after he set up Ryan Nugent Hopkins. It looks like he's really engaged and doesn't feel like his only value is from scoring goals. Again, you can text us at 630-630. This text out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. Bob, to be honest, I'm not worried about our defense so much. It's still out one high-end uh, left winger for McDavid that we really need to put us as a real contender. I think someone in our system will take Nuge's uh, right wing sooner rather than later, and the number one D will also come within. Um, all right, you hit on three different things. The number one defenseman. I mean, 
I think that the guy that's got the highest ceiling amongst the owner's defense in the entire organization is Evan Bouchard. He's a right shot. He'll be a power play guy. You know, I could see him being a number two. There's 15. I got a high standard for number one. There's probably 15 number one defensemen that, that, that are legitimate number one. Now, there's 32, you know, it's going to be 32 teams in the league here in a couple of years. Uh, in terms of someone in the system taking Nugent Hopkins' right wing spot on that line, when Nugent's centering the line, isn't that what the orders are trying to develop with Yes Pulyarvi? Some patience there. But, uh, you know, Yamamoto's going to get a look here as well at some stage. He's injured right now. We'll get an update on that front from uh, Jay Woodcroft coming up at uh, 135. Uh, high-end left winger. The Oilers might have to draft that. I'll tell you this: in the first round this year, and I'm not focused on the draft because I want Edmonton to get in the playoffs. I think we all know. You know, uh, I would suggest to you that I would draft the winger if I was Edmonton. People say just draft the best available player. I, I in in a cap system, I don't need. I don't know if you need to necessarily do that. And wingers have a chance to make an impact the quickest. I think we can agree that center is a difficult position to uh, learn. Defense really difficult. And goaltenders often are at their best between about 27 and 33. This text comes in saying, out of Edson, Alberta, am I the only one that's not sold on the Oilers' recent success? Let's not forget the Oilers went on a similar run with Todd McClellan as the head coach earlier in the season, then went on to have a rough stretch that got him fired. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect it to happen again, especially now with Clefbaum out of the lineup. To the texter in Edson, uh, I, I get lots of texts from people that think that the orders have done this with smoke and mirrors, that it's been all goaltending. But you still got to get the goaltending. Still got to get goaltending. Um, so, and they've had the goaltending, and that's where it starts from. Are they going to be challenged without Oscar Clefbaum? Absolutely, unequivocally. It is going to be a major thing for the Edmonton Oilers to get. Uh, but other teams have got injured defensemen, too. Subban's been out for Nashville. Now, Nashville's a deep team on defense. Anaheim doesn't have Cam Fowler. They're not as deep as they once were. So, you know, uh, this will be a, this is going to be a tough challenge because the Jets are a really good team, and the Oilers rallied from a, you know, with a ridiculous comeback the last time the two teams played. Winnipeg's going to be on their game. It's going to be a battle tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. No question about it. Without not just Clefbaum, but also Chris Russell as well. I want to tell you that you can book now, Oilers fans, with New West Travel. Join Oilers now on two road trips coming up to Nashville and Vegas to see the Oilers play in two of the most exciting arenas in the league. The Oilers now packages include airfare, accommodation, game tickets, a private suite in Vegas, transportation. We'll have welcome receptions and parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips to see the orders in Nashville and Vegas. For the orders now, roadies, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or visit online, newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brian Burke coming up for our friends at Canadian Power Pack at 105. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.